This is Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Morning Jolt is a production of Spoke Street Media. Wake up! Mr. Caroline, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you. Nice little office, sipping some coffee. Oh, yes. Good coffee. Very good coffee. Apparently, they grow coffee beans in Ethiopia. Oh. I didn't know that, but that's what this bag says. Okay. And you told me that I apparently have a reputation for being a coffee kind of, I don't know, kind of sewer. Yeah. Some people might say snob, but (laughs) I don't think I know enough to really be a snob. Okay. Like tasting notes. I'm not really sure what Mm -hmm. a tasting note as a part as opposed to a varietal. Is that what we said it was? Yeah, I think so. And I don't know what washed Daga is. Oh, (laughs) I think, that's what I think that's what we're tasting. Okay. <laughs> I wondered what that taste was. <laughs> that's helpful. Thank you. Yeah. So that's uh, some washed daga for you. So, okay. Yeah. So thank you, Utopian Good. Coffee. It's a, a light roast. Is that right? Uh, yeah. It's kind of like on the, I would call it a light roast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Um, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is good. Oh, great. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably be lying if I said I, w- I wouldn't be hurt. Or I would be lying if I said I wouldn't be hurting. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. (laughs) I didn't like my coffee. Uh, Anyway, it's about the whole experience, you know, making it and anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Together. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So we're continuing a little inspiration of stuff sisters do. Mm -hmm. We did one with Sister Regina on uh, retreat. Something all sisters do. Very important. Another very important thing sisters do is profess vows. Yes. <laughs> and not just any vows, like for life. Perpetual. <laughs> Perpetual. Mm-hmm. And sister, just uh, how many months ago was that, your perpetual vows? It was in August, August 2nd. So um, four months ago. Okay. A little more. Just figured your math. You yeah. <laughs> do that math real fast. Yeah. And I think something that people don't know, I mean, yeah, I think everyone might know like how a priest like goes through formation and like the time period and that sort of thing. But from like entering, you entered in 2013. 13, our ju- 150th Jubilee year. That was a big deal. It was a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and then eight years later, professed mm-hmm. final vows. Um, yes. And just maybe, yeah, that would probably be another episode for another time. Just like how yeah. each year even within that period of time is so like mm-hmm. important and formative. But led to the moment where you're able to profess party chastity obedience yeah and i often think that we're a little bit spoiled because we're the only vocation that gets to really live it um live our vocation before we commit Mm, (laughs) to it 100 percent. yeah because really seminary that priests go through is so different from what their priestly life is. And Mm -hmm. they're not celebrating the sacraments and things, of course, until they're ordained. Right. And for marriage, you know, hopefully couples aren't living together Mm -hmm. um, before they're married and they're not experiencing that spousal bond until Mm -hmm. after they're committing. And, and that's also when they're discovering the secrecies and things um, (laughs) of each other, (laughs) of living together and being one. But we are just kind of lucky because <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. you know, we, the novitiate and the, the first three years are a little bit different, but when you profess first vows mm-hmm. and you, they're called temporary vows, mm-hmm. um, which of course you profess them with the intent of living mm-hmm. it forever. But 
the day-to-day of our life doesn't change when we make final vows, right. but our commitment changes mm-hmm. and our heart hopefully changes. Yeah, I would um, say that too, yeah. And so, but it's such a gift to have those final vows. And so it's been, for me, quite a journey of um, acceptance and growing in love of my vocation mm-hmm. over these eight years. And then in the six weeks prior to final vows, we have this the special time of we're pulled out of, I mean, that's not quite the right way to say it. We <laughs> voluntarily leave. <laughs> our, um, we take a break from our apostolic work mm-hmm. and we step away from all technology. Mm-hmm. We are not emailing, texting, calling. We're not communicating with our families. And it's really this time of intense preparation with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it was a really beautiful time mm-hmm. for me. I love, we um, got to to live with our older sisters. Mm-hmm. And so that to me was such an important part of my final preparation of mm-hmm. seeing, you know, these are the women that have lived these vows mm-hmm. faithfully for so many years. I mean, one of our sisters celebrated her 75th Jubilee yeah. this year. I mean, that's a long time <laughs> to, to live the vows and to just live that continual conversion. Mm-hmm. And so they were a great witness, but also just the, it was just a time of deep intimacy mm-hmm. and prayer with the Lord of healing and of growing deeper in my love for him and my understanding of my mm-hmm. belovedness. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things I really prayed with during that time was the liturgy for the mm-hmm. the right of mm-hmm. perpetual profession that the church gives us. And it's interesting because th- we talked about the other vocations mm-hmm. and priesthood and marriage the ordination and the marriage are both sacraments right? right and the profession of vows is not a sacrament that's right and <laughs> i always kind of thought that was interesting you know like i don't know when you're a kid and you like look at the sacraments and it's like okay check check <laughs> yeah. check you know we're, we're missing one <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but really it's beautiful why it's not a sacrament because for us the sacrament that it's actually kind of a deepening of our sacrament of baptism. Mm-hmm. And baptism is mentioned multiple times in the rite. But the reason that it's not a sacrament is that for priests, they are in a way entering into a type of spousal bond with the church. Mm-hmm. And the church is their bride and they are mirroring for the church mm-hmm. what is the mystery <laughs> yeah was, like, it's hard to understand yeah, but like who christ is or yeah like who christ is to the church they're right like yeah taking and that so on. they're showing mm-hmm. us that and then marriage is the same way it's that spousal bond right mm-hmm. and they're foreshadowing what we'll all be experiencing in heaven when there is no marriage mm-hmm. or giving in marriage and we'll all be united to god in this mysterious way in a spousal bond and the reason that it's not a sacrament for us is that we don't have to foreshadow something. <laughs> yeah. We're living it. Yeah. Because what happens in our vows is that we are wed to Christ and uh, we receive a ring as part of our perpetual vows. And that is a sign of our spousal bond. Mm-hmm. And it's this mystery that we don't understand, but we get to live here on earth what will all be living in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. I love being able to like you you've done vocation work. I've done vocation work. Mm-hmm. And so I find sometimes that like the best part of that 
ministry and that work for the community is you get to relive that story, that like love story all the time. Cause that's right. what people want to hear. And that's why you're going there mm-hmm. to just tell them like, no, like I, I'm really married to Jesus. Yeah. You know, they usually ask like, what's the best part about your life? It's like, mm-hmm. well, like y'all in the world, like you're doing a great thing. You can be very close to Jesus. You can have, you become a saint. You can be holier than me, but I'm married to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just hate to break it to you, yeah. but I am. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, like that's, a, would you say like, yeah, privilege of like the church accepts and approves our profession, like right. gives us that gift to profess vows. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's not just something we do on our own or <laughs> right. even just something that we do with God's grace, but yeah. um, the church mm-hmm. accepts it as yeah. well. Yeah. Are there some other yeah parts of that day or as you've yeah. like prayed over the liturgy that like you have continued to like bear fruit? Yeah. The whole mass, I just, I just felt like I was in heaven <laughs> and really reflecting back on it. I mean, it was a glimpse of heaven, right? Yeah. Because that's where mm-hmm. we have the wedding feast of the lamb. Mm-hmm. And I had my kind of earthly version of that wedding feast. Mm-hmm. And we get to experience that every day, right? In yeah. the Eucharist. But it was special that day. But there were a couple parts of the mass that really stood out. One is the litany of saints. So mm-hmm. we call upon all of the saints and some by name. Mm-hmm. There were three of us who made final vows. All three of us laid prostrate in front of the altar while the litany of saints was sung. And to me, that was such a special moment of recalling, you know, all of these saints that so many of them have been examples to me, Mm. including my patron saints, Mm -hmm. St. John Paul II, St. Anne, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and St. Joseph, but also the saints who weren't named. Mm -hmm. I was really struck by. The people who have gone before us that have had an impact mm. on my life. One that was named was our mother foundress, yeah, who started our community and who, in a sense, I mean, who she received the charism of our community yeah. from the Holy Spirit. And we get to partake in that today. But also those who formed me in my own life, my grandparents mm. and some of our sisters mm-hmm. who have died, mm. who just were great examples to me and who taught me a lot about religious life of, yeah, this little baby that I knew that died tragically Mm -hmm. in an accident at six months old and was baptized. And so we know that he went straight to heaven, Mm -hmm. just asking for the intercession of all Mm -hmm. of those um, people. And, and that realization that this isn't something that I'm doing alone, Mm -hmm. but I have the support of not only the church here on earth, but also the saints in heaven. Um, that was pretty special. Do you have any? Yeah, it kind of like drills home, like, because that immediately precedes the actual vow formula. Right. So, like, the fact that it drills home that I literally can't do what I'm about to do until we call upon mm-hmm. every saint that there is <laughs> right. to pray for us and how that reality is just, like, true in our daily living out our life, but how, like, the church in its beauty has, like, yeah, just even being able to like lay prostrate as that sign of like, yeah, I'm giving it all up because I can't do it. So you mm-hmm. guys got to give it to me. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's a powerful, yeah, it's just a powerful symbol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the vow formula itself, 
I mean, I don't really know much about vowel formulas of other communities, but I Me love neither. ours. <laughs> It's pretty I, um, great, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were a little biased, but <laughs> it's all those same themes of mm-hmm. it's nothing that we can do on our own. Um, it yeah. begins with trusting in the grace that the Lord has given me in baptism. Mm-hmm. And it ends with saying, with the support of my yeah. sisters, I will fulfill my consecration in the service of God in the church. And so just from beginning to end, it's the realization that poverty of mm. not being able to do this on our own but not needing to and yeah. <laughs> and the grace that's there and a candle is lit when we say our vows and that's put on the altar which is a reminder of our baptism mm-hmm. when a candle was lit for mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. Uh, when we were babies and it was neat my godparents were there mm. along with my parents you know the people who brought me forward for baptism and it was actually just a few days before the 35th anniversary of my baptism that wow. I made my final vows. Wow. And so it was really neat because I went home on my home visit after vows uh-huh. and we went back to the church where I was baptized. And yeah, I that same <laughs> baptismal font, oh. you know, is still there. It's wow. in all of its like 80s glory. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and, you know, I, yeah, just dipping my hand. Oh. Wow. into that water to make the sign of the cross and recognizing that what happened there 35 mm-hmm. years ago and how it is coming to a new fullness mm. in my vows. Mm. Yeah, such a gift. Mm. Oh, like the pure gift of your vocation was given at right. that font, mm-hmm. <laughs> like 35 years ago, yeah, was given as a pure gift mm-hmm. that, yeah. And none of us knew it. Right. I mean, the Lord knew it, <laughs> but none of the rest yeah. of us mm. knew, but it was there. Mm. Yeah. My other favorite, I, there's so many. I mean, <laughs> the, it was it's beautiful if you ever have the opportunity. Or our final vows were live streamed on True. our community Facebook yeah. page and you can still go back and That's watch right. it. I know because I've done it, <laughs> but <laughs> it's fun to relive it. But one of my really, one of the parts that's really stuck with me is there's a, a solemn blessing that mm-hmm. happens after the vows and the bishop stands and gives this blessing while we're kneeling at the altar rail. And the very end of it, the bishop says, Lord, Holy Father, Guide the steps of your servants and guard them on their pilgrimage through life. This is the best part. Mm -hmm. When they come at last to the throne of Christ the King, may they not fear him as their judge, but hear the voice of their bridegroom, lovingly inviting them to the wedding feast of heaven. Mm -hmm. And that really, to me, Mm -hmm. just sums up our life, Mm -hmm. right? And it's continual growth and conversion. You know, there's some days when. I'm viewing Christ as my judge. And Mm -hmm. obviously he is that, but even more so he's my bridegroom. And yeah, like just to hear that voice, just to think Mm -hmm. of what that's going to be like on judgment day, you know, we hear the Lord speak in indirect ways Mm -hmm. in life, Mm -hmm. but to hear, I mean, some people hear his voice, but I, I'm not a mystic, <laughs> at least not yet, but um, to be able to hear his voice on Judgment Day welcoming me yeah. into this wedding feast and the real consummation of our mm-hmm. of our marriage. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, just such a gift. Yeah. The end of that consecration prayer also like follows the Song of Songs. Mm-hmm. Like it's a beautiful commentary just for anyone who's interested called the Cantata of Love. And they go through verse by verse. But this is from I think early on and saying how the the bride comes to that realization of like who she's calling, who is king and master. She knows him as her bridegroom and her spouse. So like the movement from being in the throne room, but then they move into the the chamber, you know, like where mm-hmm. he's reclining and at ease and welcoming her into like the intimate space mm-hmm. um, where he's just like himself. So like, yeah, the fact that we are tangibly really invited into that, into that space to know Jesus yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone listening now is going to uh, be calling you wanting to become a sister. <laughs> I mean, I'm so excited just talking about it. Like that familiarity (laughs) and intimacy that we get to experience in just this tiny partial way, but that we will all experience. So you don't have to call, especially if you're a guy, um, (laughs) but (laughs) because we all will experience that in heaven. That's right. 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 Um, But oh my gosh, just so exciting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can put it into words like just, yeah, at the end of mass and like, yeah, what that like joy felt like or. Yeah, joy and freedom because mm-hmm. I belong to the Lord. And while some days it's hard, I am putting my trust in him. Mm-hmm. And he has been faithful in my life and through salvation history. Mm-hmm. And I am relying on those promises mm-hmm. that he's made to me. And. I'm free. I know that this is his will for me and that before all else, I'm his bride mm-hmm. before, you know, anything that I do or mm-hmm. yeah, that I'm, I'm his. And there's a great freedom in that mm-hmm. in no longer having to question mm. my vocation, but just to surrender to, to who he is mm-hmm. and who and how he sees me and mm. and that spousal bond. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I, I, we always like, yeah, identity is always first. And I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever thought of it in that way too, that before anything else, when Jesus looks at us, it's as bride, as mm-hmm. I has his bride, like before, yeah, all the things that we might be stacking up against ourselves or whatever. Yeah, he sees identity and he sees, yeah, he sees us as, mm-hmm. as his. So, man, do you often pray with your vow formula? Yes. Yeah. When? <laughs> I, when? <laughs> uh, after I receive communion every yeah, day. Likewise, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, because that's our, I mean, that's our consummation mm-hmm. of our marriage here on earth. That moment when God comes into our body mm-hmm. and dwells within us, mm-hmm. enters in, and we become a tabernacle. Yeah. And so, yeah. And mm-hmm. I've also started. Mm-hmm. So after um, we make a monthly day of recollection. Mm-hmm. And it's like a day of prayer and silence. And I've started, we got to keep our candles that were on the altar. Yeah. And so I light my candle and stand in front of the the crucifix in my room and (gasps) renew my vows. And then I blow it out because (laughs) right away, because I want to be able to do that for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So Love it. yeah. Yeah. But that's a a special mm-hmm. gift too that every month that really intentional mm-hmm. 
you know, that special day set aside for the Lord to be able to mm. be reminded of those vows and that I'm his. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll steal that in particular, but something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay. Sister, thank you so much yeah, for thank you. sharing. And yeah, thank you all for, for listening. Yeah. You don't all have to become religious, but <laughs> maybe you want to. I don't yeah. know. So yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> and even if you, <laughs> I kind of didn't want to at first, but <laughs> if God is calling you. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he you changes know, he hearts. makes him himself clear. Yeah, yeah. he does change hearts. I'm an example of that. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again. You're welcome. And now there's a little break, right? That's right. Yeah, you'll see another episode of Morning Joel, uh, next one in February. So, yeah, we'll be keeping you all in prayer and we will see you then. I hope you like religious life as much as I do. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, contact us at our website, ssfpa.org. He leads, I follow. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.